Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Power Podcast. This is going to be a very powerful one. As majority of you know, if you are a member or follow us on social media, we've had a very tragic, sad loss in our community and our gym family, um, the passing of Dave Simon. And we're going to talk about the five stages of grief today. And I have my good friend, long-term member, six years, Miss Dawn. Please, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Welcome to our show. I'm so happy. I just reached out to her this week and I said, you'd be the perfect person to talk about this and to help our community. Hi, baby. Hey, I am so excited. Thank you so much. I feel super humbled to be able to do this. And I will pronounce my last name. Please pronounce your last name because, because I, I butchered it. Butcher. <laughs> butcher. uh, you guys it's know Kralovich. me. Kralovich. Kralovich. Yeah. That's a John Kralovich. Uh, okay. um, yeah, so I'm very happy to be able to be present here and and discuss this because I not that I'm a grief counselor or a therapist or any of the above but we'll just say I'm very mm. well versed mm-hmm. with the five stages of grief so. and I'm glad she said that same here you know we're not counselors we are not uh, professionals but when you talk about grief it is what did you say is your definition and I really do appreciate oh, it grief so grief grief for me is loss at its core Loss at its core. That's 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 deep, and um, and it's not just when we say loss at its core. It's not just losing a loved one. Mm-hmm. It can be many lo- losing a job, losing you know divorce, divorce. Mm-hmm. and when I think we go back to the pandemic, we talked about this during the pandemic mm-hmm. in our uh, private Facebook group about the five stages of grief and how a lot of people were going through grief during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, in this current state here at the gym, we have uh, so many people who are connected to Dave because he mm-hmm. was a long-term member, and not only just a, he wasn't just a long-term member; he connected with so mm-hmm. many people. Mm-hmm. And even if you weren't in his class for the past five, six years, you knew him because yeah. he made a point to connect with people and know them and remember their names and remember something a detailed fact about them or just it was so inspiring and to leave that type of legacy and Mm. impact on a community and not just this community I mean it was this past weekend the services was of course it was so it was just Mm. traumatic and sad but it was the energy with because of who he touched all the lives that he touched and you can see just through everything from the GoFundMe I mean raising over $36,000 and all the t-shirts that people are buying like it was um, it, it has been very very inspiring so what we want to get into today and we want we want to help you we want to and, and Dawn is the first person that came to my mind who um, you know you've been there for me the past couple of years with everything that I've been through you're here for so many other people in here in the in the gym here that's how community works yeah yeah we lean in, we lean into each other mm-hmm. that is how community works it doesn't um you know i said this a couple days ago on my uh, facebook page it, it doesn't matter if you're blood that doesn't mm. make a difference yeah. i mean plenty of, of people i call family are my friends mm-hmm. they're not blood related but it, it's time this is the time that you need to lean into people mm. and and not push away mm-hmm. because when things like this happen you have to come together and that really is the definition of a community. Yeah. And that's what I think with Dave, which was so amazing, is that he held that. Mm-hmm. He held that sense of community very dearly. Mm-hmm. And he cherished that. And you can see that 
through everything he's done. Yeah. It not just umpire, He had like three exactly. different, three or four different umpire, uh, com- like communities, yeah. his school, he had all his school communities, uh, and then his coaching. So yeah. it's just hang tight, hang on it, hang yeah. tight, lean into it. Like you said, mm-hmm. um, tell us a little bit, if you can, do you feel comfortable just going through about just a little bit why, I mean, there's many reasons why I bring you on here, yeah. but also like just from your, um, personal experience. Okay. So, so grief for me, I want to say started a really, I will say grief and death started mm-hmm. for me at a very young age. Um, I was very, I lost my grandfather. I was almost five years old to lymphoma. We were very close. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started for me at a young age and then I became a registered nurse at 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and I specialized in ICU and I've done ER trauma. So I have, for me, I want to say death has a different spin because it's always been so prominent in my life mm-hmm. and I've had so many personal and professional experiences with it. But for me, the hardest was the loss of my fiance and the father of my two children about, God, we're going on six years now. Six years. It'll be six years in February. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a police officer. He was a deputy. He was killed instantly in a, a single car accident. So, you know, the last text, it was 10 o'clock at night. He worked 12 hour night shifts. Um, and that was it. Um, you know, he just never came home. Mm-hmm. So that, I have to say too, tr- the trauma, like the trauma in that experience also does not help mm-hmm. when you're, you're working through grief because it just, to have something taken from you so suddenly, I mean, there's no preparation for that. Um, and I'm not saying that if somebody's, for example, going through hospice or it's expected, like that doesn't take away from anybody's loss at all. But the trauma part of it definitely impacts a little bit harder and it, it depends you know what your situation was with that person mm-hmm. um you know that holds a lot of, a lot to it too so how old were your children yes yeah, so my oldest who's from my previous marriage Gia she was eight at the time and then our two children together um Alexis was three and a half and Hunter was 21 months old mm. so I became a widow at 35 with three kids 35 with three kids and when I say this I'm not <laughs> The, one of the most strongest women I have ever met. And I've been saying that to Candy for the past couple of days. Yeah. It, it, it's just like, how do you, in that moment when everything was happening, how do you grieve? How do you, con- mm. how do you, how do you get into survival mode? What is, yeah. there's no right or wrong. No. And like what we're going to talk about with these stages is there's no particular order. No. There's no time limit. Absolutely not. Uh, it is not linear. So hell, hell fucking no. Yeah, I'll tell <laughs> and you. And it doesn't stop. <laughs> no. It Never. continues. Like you said, this was six years ago. Uh-huh. I, and I, and I, I even think of my own loss and losses. And mm. it's, it, everyone just grieves differently. Yes. And there's no judgment. Everyone. And that's, that's, that's the hard thing, mm-hmm. too, because to learn how your loved ones grieve as yeah. well and respecting that. Yeah. So um, let's let's kind of, let's let's get into it. Okay. And um, from your, I guess, let's go from like your personal experience. Sure. When that happened, what was the first, what stage were you in, you felt like, for, in the beginning? So I love this beginning part because for me it's like fuck those stages because <laughs> yeah. nobody wants to talk <laughs> about fucking stages, stages I, yes. when you've just had a loss. Like, mm-hmm. like you look at it because they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't. Denial? No. So for me, I want to say, so the first <laughs> denial for me was survival. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people attest when they have a, a loss, especially if you have a significant other, um, you know, when there's children involved, like 
so not only do you have to keep on trucking for yourself, but you have to be available for those children. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like they don't need their other parent to be lost. Um, that was, for me, that was it. I, I was like, okay, I can't just crawl in a fetal position in the corner. Like, what about my children? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. For me, that wasn't okay. And that really, thank God for my kids, because there were plenty of days where I looked at them and I'm like, nope, you're going to get out of bed mm-hmm. and you're going to make breakfast. And when this shit show is over in the beginning, so I, I call, <laughs> I curse a lot, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is an explicit podcast. Everybody who knows me already knows that. It's not news. Um, so I think in the beginning, like when this happens, because, you know, you have the loss, you have the funeral, you have family come in. And for my personal experience, it's going to be different from other people because um, he was a police officer. Mm. So I was, I mean... It was just like everybody in uniform, and I mean, his funeral went on for upwards to ten to twelve hours. I was there oh. because I, I mean, a part I couldn't let people. They came to see him mm-hmm. because, similar to Dave, I mean, everybody knew him mm-hmm. and they loved him. They, everybody loved Kevin. Like for mm-hmm. twenty minutes, somebody had met him and came up to his service. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, so when you talk about Dave, it, it does give me goosebumps yeah. because they were very similar in mm-hmm. that aspect, very involved in their community and, and would do anything for anybody if they asked. Like, loved life. Loved, loved life. Loved life. And that's, Passionate for it. Yes. And that's if anything you take out of this conversation, and this doesn't mean, and I think part of the denial for me when, when we, we get to the anger part and the other parts of it was that I'm still here and I'm breathing, mm-hmm. and I don't take that for granted. Yeah. That was huge for yes. me. So... There has, and you know, with you saying that, it's has triggered a lot of, um, for me, for Joe, for a lot of people in my life, I need to go to get physical. I haven't yeah. had physical since yeah. I delivered Skyly. I actually said this on another podcast probably about six months ago, and Rob was like, you're getting their physical. So like, here I am again. <laughs> saying it but this is yeah. this does trigger people to do to really have a different lens and perspective mm-hmm. on life and saying it's way too short yeah you never know if nope. you're going to be promised tomorrow you're and, not and and how how can you live life to the fullest every single day yeah and that's i mean we are in control of ourselves correct so how do we find that strength yeah it i mean there and there are so many ways of doing that and everyone is different mm-hmm. um but that's that's where we want to talk about the resources and how and some and some other ways of doing it. Right. So, and again, why leaning in mm-hmm. to like so denial? Another denial was just well normalcy. Well, I had to come back here. Mm-hmm. I had to get the kids in their pre-K class, and they had to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like I still have to go. Like so, my routine had to stick mm-hmm. because that's what I knew. Yeah. And when I fell apart it was you know that's when I got to the anger phase and it's it's funny because it just I'm looking at like the five stages we're sitting here and it's like wow it takes me back to that time where I'm like I can reflect now yeah I reflect now and and look at that and be like wow you really you really felt that that day Mm. this day was different and Mm -hmm. it's it's much more visual for me. I can see myself in that in that light. When we talk about anger, let's talk about a funny story. <laughs> when you came back. <laughs> Hi, Donna. <laughs> hey, Donna. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, wait, how, how long did it take you to come back? I don't so, it was three weeks, to, literally, I think three weeks to the day he died. Oh, my God. Like, talk about strong. So... Three weeks in, and three weeks in, and this was right around, this was not far 
after when you and Donna met, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, well, so, I was. I took that anger phase and really ran yes, with it. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. you took the anger phase I'm and you pissed. got it out in your workouts. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, there's people in this community who are going to relate and feel that. Mm-hmm. I did the other day. I felt like I went through three stages. I know we're talking about like going back to yeah. stage, but like no. it, I would when the slam balls. I was angry, got it out, and it yeah. felt so good. And then I cried and just released it, and that's however you want to do it but this moment I'll never forget I believe I think I was I was coaching and this is at the old location and uh please you're much funnier so please tell the story thank you (laughs) Uh, well I was hardcore in my anger phase and I just I want to just point out when you said that so the day after David passed I came back to work out and don't let me like I felt that Mm. I was crying through the skiers like I had to go step away from it because what happens is when you get physical and you push it, it comes up to the surface mm, mm-hmm. and then your body has nowhere else to put it. So mm-hmm. it's got to come out. Yeah. So you're, you have to get it out. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, whether you punch a wall, whether you're working out, it will come out mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Yeah. So I will say that, but yeah, no, we were, it was the end of workout. Oh, and you were asking people to wipe up the but, equipment. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> after class. After class. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a bad day. And I, I remember I was like, oh, no worries. I'll fucking clean it up and here comes Donna standing there she goes yeah you should probably fucking clean it up I go well I'm gonna fucking clean it up <laughs> and then yeah, this is my cousin Donna and you guys know, she's like another mayor too right and everyone knows her yeah and she had just lost her, her mother her mother my yeah. aunt yeah and that was tragic as well yeah and unexpected so we have yeah. two grieving <laughs> and both in the angry phase <laughs> Italians not yeah we laugh now but we have to and yeah. it and right away I was like oh Donna Come here. This is the one I was talking about. <laughs> this is the one I wanted you to talk to because you both can relate and you're like, just, this yeah. is Dawn. And then it was instant. We hugged each other. Love. I was like, oh, you I got it. Yeah. Cursing at each other. And then you see each other on the um, Yankee Trails bus because you went down to. Yes. So it was just like a couple weeks after that, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I truly believe through all of this. I mean, just through my experience in life and as professionally as a nurse, like, nothing is coincidental. Mm-hmm. Everything absolutely happens for a reason. What that reason may be, I can't tell you. It may not hit you till later in life. Mm. I don't know. Um, but somebody had put me and my kids in for this um, little, uh, to go see the Rockettes. Just, you know, some we suffered a tragic loss and uh, whatnot, and they wanted to do something nice. So we got voted for this. And here, <laughs> I'm sitting with my kids, and we're waiting. This, these people are running across the park, and here comes Donna. With her family running in, and I was like, "It's Donna!" Like, so it was just, I really, I truly love Donna. I love you, Donna. And I, yeah. we've we've had some really hard conversations, mm. and um, but it just again, it, when you lean into somebody, like, mm. if this conversation touches somebody mm. for two minutes in their grief, and they don't fucking feel alone mm-hmm. for two minutes out of it, I've I've done my job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like you've done your job. You've, and you've done that for so many people mm-hmm. here and, and even now with what you're doing. And it, it's like, this is, we're so grateful. And this is why the power of community is so strong. Mm-hmm. It just, you, we don't realize who you're, who you're reaching out to, no. who you're connecting. So in this anger phase, if we want to call it that, um, let's talk about, let's talk about being angry. Like a lot of people, like it, it is, like I don't like to be angry. Yeah. But how can people get out that anger? Like, what do you, what, just in your so, experience? I really, and I, I truly believe too that this narrative in, in our society, mm. uh, with just anger in general, like we gotta, we gotta keep it in. We're not allowed mm-hmm. to show, but mm-hmm. you know, this is what makes me appreciate my toddler. 
when she's throwing a tantrum because mm. she doesn't hold back. Yeah. She's pissed and she's going to tell you and she gets it out and then she moves about her business. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like as adults, we're not allowed to move through that. Mm. We got to button that shit up and we got to keep on well, you know, and then it just starts oozing out of your pores or in places in mm-hmm. relationships with other people. It shouldn't be. And then take it out on other people if you're not. Exactly. People, correct. Exactly. So, you know, for me, what worked was going to the gym mm-hmm. was physical. Um, also, too, I was seeing a, a trauma therapist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to. Yeah. Um, and, and that comes with time, too. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready out the gate. It took me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had to come to terms with that. But yeah. when I saw that my anger was not, was was affecting people around me in a bad way it, it, at my doing, I was not okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did it. I tried to be the healthiest about it you know, to, to get it out in the healthiest way. So whatever you choose, if it's for you working out or it's for you seeking help, whatever suits you, just don't let it consume you. Mm-hmm. It can't consume you. You know, without me getting emotional. Oh, here I go. Go. Oh, you're crying first? Shit. Oh, okay. What the fuck? Why? How does that because You're talking like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, because... Uh, you know, obviously this past weekend with the service was yeah. so tough, but at the same time on Friday we had our, and this is, here we go, full transparency, I'm allowed to do this. Yeah, go for it. it's good. This is therapeutic for me, so yeah. I'm going to embrace it right now. We had our, uh, we had court for our, for Jada and Jordan. Yeah. And it, we uh, tried keeping them because it's a two-year custody agreement yeah. to split them in half. Yeah. Half, half the year in New York, half the year in Idaho. So, we had a change in circumstance, tried to keep them. They want to stay. And um, this was Friday. So they have to go back. So you feel like it was like a loss. You feel defeated. Yeah, it was felt so defeated. defeated. And then Saturday we had, you know, so our hearts were so heavy. And, mm-hmm. you know, Joe, but between Joe feeling losing his mm-hmm. children and we've been, we're on our third attorney, who we do love now, and his best friend. Uh, and then Saturday, we're getting messages from their mother. And mm. I simply went in and said, please give us some space. We're mourning right now. Just give us some time until Monday, until we respond to yeah. you. And she did not take that well. And she, very, she was very emotionally reactive, like going in mm. on me so hard. And I got, so the whole point of this story is, I got so angry. Yeah. I was in the house by myself in between the services and coming here to set up for the repass and I just started screaming I'm never like this I started screaming and I was by myself and Joe came in and he was like what's wrong I'm like I'm so angry Mm -hmm. I've never done that before but I like leaned into it it felt so good Mm -hmm. but like I had to communicate him like I want to react like I want to react so hard how does anyone have not have a heart right now when we're when we lost someone and it's just like we're losing our kids all this stuff is coming down it was like a waterfall but that anger like that is that it felt really good and after I got it out I was like okay it it did help and he I mean he grabbed me and just held me and you know and it's just and it's it's just and then the next moment you know I feel like I'm in a, a different mindset it's just yeah. so you can't even explain the amount of feelings the roller coaster of emotions that go with grieving it, it really is a role like it's legit that and what I tell people a lot 
And the shitty part, it's like before Christmas. You know yes. Before the holidays, it's 10 times harder because, you know, it's a celebration. We're celebrating mm-hmm. so many things, the family and love and, and all of this stuff. And then, you know, these people that should be here physically mm-hmm. are not. So it just, it hits 10 times harder. But yeah, no, you have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can attest with children, um, you know, that it, it ebbs and flows, man. Mm-hmm. Even for my kids, like right now, Alexa, she's struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, his birthday was in October and she is fucking struggling mm. but for my child to say mommy I need to go talk to somebody like mm. I've done my job because yeah, if you can come absolutely. to me and say so that's the thing like you can't be afraid to, to get that shit out mm-hmm. like you have to scream mm-hmm. who are you gonna hurt yeah who are you gonna hurt screaming yeah and Don't that's worry. you know it's, it's interesting we talk about our children all four of mine are so different but when yeah. I think of like the someone who has had anger is Bria and mm-hmm. she's in therapy and she learned she's been learning all her coping and I'm <laughs> so proud of her but like that's right that's exactly what I said yeah. I've done my job yeah. yes she's getting older but she's learning some yeah. other ways to cope and she'll help you more than you know yes <laughs> yes they help yeah. us they do they do and, and and another like when I think of like one of the things with Candy too is her, her granddaughter, Mila, mm, Kaylee's daughter. Babies, yeah. And the babies mm. just, they help. They really help. Well, I truly believe because my hunter was so young. He was mm. 21 months old, so they don't know. Yeah. They, they, they can feel it. And energy carries, man. Yeah, that energy, whatever you put forth that day is exactly what you're going to get out of mm. your day. Mm-hmm. I will say that wholeheartedly. I mean, he just, there's something about when your kid hugs you. And they feel you. Yeah. It, it just, it, it hits different. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know that they know, mm-hmm. but it just, it makes you drive, a, like, it makes you drive a little bit harder yeah. to do a little bit better. And again, with these stages, that's why I just keep staring at them because I'm like, denial, anger, bargaining is the next one coming up. And I'm like, bargaining. Oh, what if I was there? Mm. Oh, I could have saved his life. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Like, no, I would have drove the car away or, or I could have done this and and that, that made me, I think we were talking about prior, that makes me go back and forth with anger because yeah, who am I really mad at? Mm-hmm. Like I'm mad at him, but I'm mad at myself mm-hmm. for what? It's, it's, the, it's not fair. It's not it's fair. fair. Well, what if I, what if I only did this mm-hmm. or what if like, okay, you fool. What if we can leave your kids home by yourself at night while he was working a night shift, you were going to drive. Come on. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't make sense, but we want life returned to back what it was. Right. And and I could have prevented this, or if I oh, was the guilt, the guilt, and then here comes the guilt, and we already have mom Oops. guilt as it is. <laughs> yeah, so preach. <laughs> I got five kids. So <laughs> she wins <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Like that, that guilt, the mm. guilt, or just, and I said this to you earlier too. The the questioning of your own mortality, mm-hmm. um, which talk to me about that. Yeah, so that's not. Again, why, why this as a, as a whole, as a, as a society, we need to really change narrative around death. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's something that we don't speak enough about, which mm-hmm. kind of blows my mind, especially like we all go through it. Mm-hmm. I don't know one person who has not experienced a loss like that, like mm-hmm. a, tr- a loss of, mm-hmm. of that has affected, impacted their life. Mm-hmm. I, just not one person. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know, like the, the guilt with the bargaining is what is going to negatively affect you for a lot. Like it, holding that in and keeping that guilt in yeah, that, that is, consumes you. That consumes you, and you it's not healthy. No. And it's going to only. It, I mean, it's okay. We can go up and down, but yeah. keeping in that guilt. The, when I, when I'm thinking right now in my head is my cousin Donna yeah. and well, the anxiety. The, oh, it's absolute. 
fucking anxiety that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, that's, for me, I think the bargaining was probably the hardest part because... Mm. I mean, you know, I've been a, a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse since I was five. My whole life, I've wanted to help people, but mm-hmm. I couldn't help him. Mm. How, like, what is wrong with me? Why couldn't I do that? The amount of guilt and then the anxiety that builds up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, and that's been the hard thing for majority of people with Dave to understand yeah. because he's here, no he's fault. healthy. It's he's been, yeah. you know, going to the doctor and getting checked out, and yeah. he is an athlete and. We don't get it. He's been doing everything that he needs to do. Yeah. So what? what? Let's blame the doctors. Let's blame, you know. Nope. I said to Candy, you know, he, you know, he, in I believe in a very higher power. I'm spiritual in that sense. And the fact that you went to the gym together last Tuesday and made it home and you were together like he wanted to, he wanted to be with you in yeah. those last moments he wanted to have your happy place and yeah. your drive together and keep you safe yeah keep you safe on that drive home like the like the what ifs yes all these things the what ifs could be well what if this happened to him when he was driving yeah. you you know like what if this what if this no like it is yeah. it is there is <clears throat> Try, when we try to like turn a negative to a positive a lot of people are just like fuck that shit you know like I don't want to but like there's always something a light in the dark a light yes you mm-hmm. from personal experience mm-hmm. please find the light in the dark mm-hmm. it, it, it does you no good to dwell in the dark mm-hmm. it just makes it darker mm-hmm. um, yeah there's no <laughs> I mean there's nobody's fault mm-hmm. you will literally drive yourself insane going well questioning I did that for a little bit. I think for me, the questioning was short because, like you, I've, I've again, my personal experience with, with loss and death, uh, I mean, my whole life. So mm. how I perceive death is a transitioning for me. It's, it's mm. a different, it's an enlightenment. Mm. Um, and I can speak upon that now. But you asked me four or five years ago mm-hmm. if I was in that angry phase. I'd yeah. tell you, go fuck off. Yeah. Because who are you to tell me mm-hmm. there's a, why? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you get in a spot where you can, and that's why I'm so grateful f- to be doing this, is because I can speak upon it now. Yeah. And, you know, there are going to be people listening to this and be like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Dawn. Like, mm-hmm. But no. you'll, you'll get to that spot where mm-hmm. you can reflect back a little bit. and. Uh, but for doing work, yes. getting better. Yes. You have to do the work because you're only well, you're accountable yourself. for your own grief. Yes, nobody else is accountable for your own grief. Mm-hmm. That, that has to be you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I can't put blame on other people if I didn't take responsibility mm-hmm. for my trauma and my grief. My um, my brother-in-law's brother passed away unexpectedly just last year, mm. and my brother-in-law's still, still. I mean, just he's I, he's so he's. I love him so much, but he's hurting so much, I and I want <laughs> to, and I want to help. Yeah. This is what I'm getting at. Is like you I want to help, you want to give them, you want to like slap them on the ass and like let's go, let me give here and let's yeah. try. It's just no, we cannot. It was the same way with Donna too. Like there's well, everybody's we built to, different. Yes, yes, and I think too how you're raised and how you're again how you view death mm-hmm. and and how you know how that's been a part of your your life mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people didn't have to, they don't, they haven't been around it or, you know, 
it was very buttoned up in their family yeah. as a kid. We don't yes. talk about it. We that's, don't talk about it. And I think that's a lot for a lot, a lot of people. That's, yeah, that's Joe. And uh, culture base or just yeah. how you're raised. Well, and, a, yeah. I'm going to call. Yeah, do it. I'm going to call Spanish bait. Because, you know, be it, if anybody knows anything about me, I do not do it. sugarcoat shit. Do it. So men and, men and, different, men and women are different. Mm-hmm. They just are how, how we, men are not supposed to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have found through, through grieving. And you have to remember, like, Kevin, I mean, he was with, so all of his friends as police officers, mm-hmm. they had to go back to work the next day. Mm-hmm. It was extremely difficult, and there was a, a lot of things that occurred with them, and I wish I could shake them sometimes, yeah. but, yeah. like, they had to go through it. But I think a lot of times men, they're, they're supposed to button up. They're mm-hmm. not supposed to show emotion. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to break down. No and then vulnerability. That, you talk about yep. anger. Yeah. You talk yep. about anger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, as, a, as a woman, I do feel like... It was a little more allowed for me to, to cry or to be emotional to fall apart a little bit. Not too much because I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's just true. Like you, I saw that too. Like, um, you know, like, well, you have kids. Yeah. You have a, well, yeah, I have kids, but they have to know, like, I'm falling apart too. Yeah, they're available to come to me, but I'm allowed to crash too. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because we didn't tell our three old, we say older ones, yeah. the three older ones until Friday. Yeah. And, uh, Lots of, all, lots of questions. Lots of and questions. Lots of questions. And they all knew Uncle Dave. He was over all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, and on Saturday, Jordan called Joe in between us running around mm. and just said, Dad, are you okay? And I was like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, you can't lie to babies. Oh, my God. I would, he, and I'm just that. <laughs> They're part of and you. He, they know. And that's, that's Joe just, it felt so good. Mm. And a nine-year-old to ask your parent, oh, yeah. are you okay? And because he knows, because we said to them, yeah, we were so close to them, and these things, like we have to stick together, we, yeah. you know, and all the all the questions. Well, they're not jaded. No, kids, kids no. aren't jaded no. with this crap. Yeah, they're you know, smarter than they, we they're think. very. They look at things. It's very simple. If you don't like that person, why do you talk to them? Mm-hmm. It's very simple yeah. to them. It's very cut and dry. It they're is. like, oh, they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. They're with God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're just not physically here. Mm-hmm. Which cracks me because my son Hunter, as little as he was, he, I mean, even to this day, he's like, oh, he's just not here physically, mommy. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Okay, if my son, if a seven-year-old can come to, like, it really, then as the adult, you start to go, okay, mm-hmm. I really have mm-hmm. to start figuring out what works for me, what doesn't, mm-hmm. because if the seven-year-old gets it, yeah, uh, I got to start trying to kind of navigate that stuff a little yeah. bit better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely respect that. I think of all, the, I think of my nieces, and when they lost, when my aunt passed yeah. away, and just how each of them were in different yeah. ages and stages, yeah. but... How do you be there for your children? Yeah. At those ages. I mean, they were so young. So, like you said, now. You have to be honest. That's right. Trans- oh, yes. Transparency. Mm-hmm. takes courage. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a courageous person to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking easy. Mm-mm. There are plenty of days where I just want to, like, button up, run away. You can't do it. Yeah. Because the thing is, you can run away. Like, you can try. Mm-hmm. It follows you. It doesn't mm-hmm. go away. No. Um, and I think, too, the biggest part... One of the other big part of this conversation is that grief doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You have to grow with it. Mm. Just like you grow with everything else. Right. Yeah. It's another phase. Like, my children are great examples. Um, you know, my eight-year-old who's 14 now. Oh, Lord. Mm. <laughs> 14. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's 14. Um, she came to me. She, you know, she was my toughest because she had 
she was older, mm-hmm. so she had a longer relationship with her Hasi. Mm-hmm. His nickname was Hasi. Um, so she now is in therapy. Um, at the time, talk therapy didn't work for her. She mm-hmm. was pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we had to break things. We had to scream into pillows. Yeah. We had to hit things. Whatever we had to run, we whatever it was for that little girl, just to to get it out for that moment, we mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, "Okay, I need to talk to somebody now." Mm-hmm. And and my nine year old, like I said, being like she now she wants to go talk to somebody uh, because she's been thinking about it. Like so, that's what that creates mm-hmm. when you when you are able to be transparent and honest with your kids going through this, and you you have to say to them like I re- vividly, vividly remember. I want to say the second day after his passing, I was sitting, I was sitting at our, our dining table, and you know, I think it was Alexis had come to me, and I was just, I was crying, I was just bawling, and there's, it's funny because like time stands still, mm-hmm. like I, could, I, I vividly remember seeing everybody around me, but I was stuck, mm-hmm. and I remember her coming to me and saying, "You can't hear anyone, yeah, but no, you're it's just, just your zone, like mm-hmm. it's like slow motion, yes, it's the craziest yeah. sensation, and." Um, you know, she said, mommy, like she's crying. She was crying. I said, she's, and I said to her, it doesn't matter. Like I, I'm, I'm very upset. I miss daddy. Um, but I know you do too. So I created this, this for my kids that even though I was pissed, depressed, sad, happy, whatever emotion I was feeling, I verbalized to them that I'm always available to Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And that's what that creates. It creates this space for them to come to you Mm -hmm. when they're hurting Mm -hmm. and say, listen, I'm not, I don't, I miss dad. I need some help, mom. To me, that was probably the biggest thing is that I I created that for my kids and and I did that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was huge. Yeah. um, for, For my children because, again, I mean, it's affected them at such a young age. Yeah. They're so little. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so they, and I say to them now, I'm like, wow, you guys have one up on everybody else, you know, <laughs> because you're, they're so well-rounded and balanced understanding that. I said that to They Jordan. don't have that control, you know. I said that to Jordan the other night, actually, and um, when we told him he had to go back, he yeah. fell in my arms. Mm-hmm. Like, fell in my arms, and it was, oh, and at this point, I'm like, okay, how can we encourage him and be positive? Mm. And and that is exactly... What did you just say when I was going to go? Well, it's, you su- just, it sucks for both of you. No, what, what did you just say that, that well, made the me... Transparency? Th- the transparency. I just forgot my... <laughs> there we go. I, I forgot. Do, what I did I say to him? See, I'm like already like... I left I her say? speechless, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She's speechless she, right that now. That never happens either. Who the fuck are we kidding? But that's... It is... Like right now, oh, this is what I'm saying. So right now, like Jordan is in a he's in he's in a grieving mode right now, oh, yeah, and yeah. he's making the most of. And I say specifically Jordan because he has voiced he's working so hard mm-hmm. on him talking about his feelings. Both of them are very very close in, and unfortunately, they were taken out of therapy not by our doing, um, and that's what they need. Yeah, and there's I'm like, how do we? Joe, how do, what do we say? How do we do this? Yeah. Like, we don't have anyone to... I mean, we have our therapist who's helping us yeah. try to give us the words for them. But at this at this moment, you know, it's it's wanting him to be vulnerable. Yeah. Or so... Oh, so this was... So I said, you, you know... You create that safe space for them. Yes. Yeah. But he's now writing and drawing yes. pictures. Yeah. Getting out. Yeah. And that's, that's his way of... That's his therapy mm-hmm. right now. And making the most of every single moment with our family that, that they yeah. can. 
but it's just when we talk when we're talking about grieving again guys this is not losing a loved one there's it's it's loss to the it's, core it's just like, yeah it's just loss like mm-hmm. and i think loss of an animal loss I literally mean, anything yes anything because what what impacts people throughout their life in a loss mm-hmm. you know it's different for it's so individually based so it's great yeah. like yeah i mean i'm at a point now where i can journal i mean for the longest time um you know I wanted, I, I would pick up my phone and do like a vlog. I would video myself. Mm. I still watch those videos and be like, wow, mm-hmm. look at how far you've come. Mm-hmm. And I think, give yourself grace. Oh with my that, God, right? please forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Forgive yourself for grieving. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you fucking fall apart. Yeah. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's okay if you scream at somebody and She's it's okay if you want to lay in bed and just. Stay in bed for ten hours, and the next day, it, it, it's it's okay. There's always a new day. Mm-hmm. The sun will rise again. The seasons mm-hmm. will shift. Mm. It's it sounds corny and cliche. I mean, at forty one, I, I really hang on to these cliche and corny things. They really do me justice. <laughs> but I mean, it really it 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 means something because this day it will pass, mm. and you know you get the opportunity to look back and reflect again so mm-hmm. anything that you can do i agree with that i love that he's doing that anything that you yeah. can write video mm-hmm. document anything um that you can reflect on mm-hmm. that is going to be huge for me i can absolutely test to it's very huge in my healing process that yeah. i get to say look at how far you've come like look at look at what you've done look at how you help other people mm-hmm. like and for like i forgive myself for not knowing like not even knowing the crappy proper way to grieve there's no such thing Mm -hmm. for forgiving myself for falling apart when I felt like I should have been buttoned up or Mm -hmm. or saying no to something when I just because I couldn't do it forgiving Um, yourself for holding on to this guilt or forgiving yourself for maybe snapping at your kids I I, when I couldn't I couldn't go to the services Saturday I will be very transparent Mm -hmm. that it was I I wanted to but I just I couldn't do it yeah it was too close to home and it's not about me being selfish because um you know that's not what I, I would do. Like, I, I'm not a selfish person. I, mm-hmm. It's not about being selfish. I just know that for me, it wasn't it wasn't a healthy place to be. Mm. And just recognizing that and acknowledging it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, in that forgiving yourself, I mean, the first thing, I, tomorrow is actually the anniversary of my aunt's death. Mm. And being in, being in that church at the funeral mm. and at the wake... Donna was I mean she's had a lot of loss too but to be able to forgive yourself like forgive yourself or and she was so so nervous you know but that's that's I think of someone of forgiving yourself is is her oh love yourself through that yes you have got to you got to give yourself some grace Mm -hmm. because I gotta tell you after you like when we do the five stages because depression is depression will hit at some point oh depression depression is huge Mm-hmm. Oh my God, let yourself be. It's okay. Mm. It's okay that you didn't want to fucking get out of bed that day. Yep. It's so snowing. Empty. There's no, there's nowhere to be. Mm-mm. In upstate New York when it's snowing, Mm-mm. where are you going to go? Bye. Mm-hmm. So what? So you cry a little? Who can't? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Does that help? If that helps you move through it, then do it. And that's like for anything in life. I just, I kind of giggle again looking at this because I'm just like, wow, mm-hmm. I do this in faces with lots of things in mm-hmm. my life. Yes. You know, I give myself some time. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, again, with this narrative and, like, the time for bereavement, what what are we doing as a as a whole here? What are we doing? Because Candy stopped in three yesterday. Three days for bereavement? Can I tell you? Are you kidding me? Like, Candy stopped in yesterday. She's, awesome. and 
Let's talk about strength, guys. Mm-hmm. Candy is already back in the gym. Girl. And she <laughs> is, like, just absorbing the the feeling. Yeah. She is absorbing it. Yeah. Talk about strength. Well, this is the last place he was, too. Yes. You know, so she's got to feel that. Yes. She might, she, I'm not speaking for her. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. But yeah. I can. I, I would want to feel uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah. But she came back yesterday in the day to uh, get... Both Matea, Dave's daughter, yeah. and Kaylee, her daughter, signed up to start working out. She goes, Cause if I have to be the role model, you know? Yeah. And and it's that's just... I, I'm, I'm still speechless at this whole thing. Like, yeah. the fact that... And that's this something like this is happening is getting people to realize we've got to be healthy, we've got to check this out. But yeah. that depression stage, what we're talking about, it's yeah. going to happen. And don't fight it. Don't fight it. It is. Don't. It was it. hard for me to see my mom when my grandmother passed away, and then oh, when her, when my aunt passed away, to see my mom in that stage. It was very hard. It was very hard to well, see. It's my out mom. of character. Yes. Right? Yes, because she's perma smile patty. Yeah. It's very hard to see when everything happened we with my you. father and my mom um, in that stage. So when you see a loved one in that stage you feel helpless you feel so helpless but I know for me when I was 22 23 when everything was happening my mom and my dad I was like mom come on like mom like I was still not I was not understanding yeah and this is the hard part like I said in the beginning of the podcast is understanding your family and your friends and how they're grieving and respecting it where like this is our first time that Joe and I are having a double whammy of mm-hmm. trying to understand how we both how we both grieve and how we're going to go about it. You know, like mm-hmm. I I don't want to be a punching bag. <laughs> so, how can you how to communicate it too? Exactly. And we and, and that yeah, is right from I'm like, okay, you need space say it. Yes. Yes. Say it. Mhm. Because our kids are about to leave in 2 weeks and you lost your best friend. He was the one person that you talked yeah, to about the splendid family to. life with, you know? So it's like it's we have to really communicate yeah. and it's and it's respecting other people's th- their feelings yeah really and it's and not judging them for it or forcing them to yeah i don't want god's it. job that's his job is to yeah. judge that's mm-hmm. not mine i want no part of judging because mm-hmm. i know damn well i didn't want anybody to judge me mm. in that in my moments mm-hmm. for anything in life so. and the same thing i so i always have felt judged myself because how i grieve a lot of time is keeping busy Keep him busy. Yeah. Work, 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 work. I've always yes. I feel that <laughs> right. And when I was in my twenties, that's I I realized it more in my thirties yeah. of how I did that in the past, and now it was coming up in my thirties because I never dealt with because it. you didn't heal because yeah. I didn't heal, and that's exactly. what happens. When I said earlier, it starts to bleed out and seep into other parts of your life. It, it may mm. not hit you then; it could hit you ten years yes. later because you have to. That's why I encourage anybody going through this to. Pick up the damn phone. Mm-hmm. I don't care Call who it is. Call, just like Friends, get it, family. get it out of your body. Yes, because you better believe your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state are mm-hmm. they, they work in balance. Mm-hmm. So if one is off, mm-hmm. all of them are off. Mm-hmm. You can't sit here and say, "Oh well, yeah," the, the, and then, "Oh well, yeah, I had this loss, but you know, I, I did this and I did that, and I'm much better now." Yeah, yeah, really. But like, you're a hot mess at home behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chain smoking and drinking alcohol at yeah. night because, and that was, and I'm very transparent about that. There was a part of my grieving where I sought alcohol 
And um, I realized very quickly it was a very short span for about three months where I'm like, what the hell are you to doing? Mask it. Yeah. To mask, mask That the was feelings. the depression. Yes. And that's when I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You have no, you don't have, you don't get to do this. I, I will be very, very honest. As we all know, I'm very transparent. So whoever listens to this, yep, here you go. Uh, so I vaped on Saturday. <laughs> I feel like we're in high school. You're too, you're too Guys, I beat. I mean, I tried it for the first time. I didn't exhale. Definitely not the first time. Thank yeah. uh, so, But I did it before I came here to set up. And I thought it was going to help. Nope. Holy shit. All the feelings. Because my mom was coming over to babysit. This is when the anger came out. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm feeling it more. And it was <laughs> not okay. Yeah. So like... The whole masking, Ken and I were talking about yeah. this, and and a bunch of us were all talking about this, of like, oh, taking gummies to help sleep, and to taking a Xanax, and taking like, yeah. some, and drinking, and then this happens, and Candy right away was like, no, I want to feel everything. Like, more fucking power I, to her. I she's like, love her. She's like, I want to feel everything. It's not for me. I can't. No, absolutely yeah. not. Like, wow. Because... Yeah. That is just another thing. Um, I don't know if you heard yesterday. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Twitch, who's like on the Ellen yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that. He committed, he committed suicide. suicide. Yeah. And well, you, just, you don't know what And he has portrayed himself yeah. as the happy, dancing with his it's wife and his three kids. Yeah. Like, And Angie's out in California, and um, she babysits his best friend's child. Oh, so it's in that dance community like they it's are huge, yeah. it's huge. huge he was he so was in Donna had posted oh it, my yeah. god he's an influence like yeah. what you know this whole saying of deaths come in threes around the holidays it's even more it's like we don't know who's hurting this is what I'm trying to say we yeah. don't know and that's where we're saying picking up that phone and reaching out to a loved one checking in on someone saying how are you doing today are you okay well I'm glad you brought that up too because I want I do want to touch on just for a quick second is that a lot of people don't it's awkward they don't know what the hell to say to you yeah and like right for me I I mean come on I've been a nurse long but a dark sense of humor for me goes a long way Mm -hmm. that is not for everybody yeah no it's just not oh yeah but I mean that helped me but like I mean, there were so many people that were like, they didn't know what to do. Hmm. They were dropping off, like, air mattresses. And I'm like, why do I have 40 fucking air mattresses at my house? Like, candy, (laughs) I mean, rotisserie chicken? What the hell is she going to do with 20 rotisserie chicken? It's because you just don't know what to do and you want to help and you don't know what to say. So the best advice I can give just be like, I don't know what the fuck to say to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you need me for, but I'm right here. Yes. So whenever that daytime comes, I don't care if it's now or 20 years from now, I'm here. And that's like, it's, it's, it's exactly like what you're saying is the society is like, how you doing? Yeah. Good to see you. Oh, I brought oh, you. I brought to, and it's just I like, brought you a pie. Obviously, <laughs> how you doing? I'm not good. Or it's great <laughs> um, to see you I'm, under these horrible circumstances. Yeah. It, it, but yeah. that is just, it's everyone. They yeah. don't, they feel they don't awkward, uncomfortable. They don't know what to do, what to yeah. say. And we all get it. Why this is so important that we're discussing it. Mm-hmm. This is, I when you said you know to have me on to do this i was like you this opportunity to mm. talk about it mm-hmm. and put a fucking face to it yeah like hi i'm a widow yeah. i'm here mm-hmm. i survived you're looking mm-hmm. at me mm-hmm. i come in all the time mm-hmm. i still talk my shit so here i am yeah still the same person still the same person you're just stronger yeah yeah for, for real that's what i said that's acceptance oh shit see there you go and that, your acceptance. That's, wait really quick that's my fucking said to jordan remember i was like what was i gonna say i said to him you're gonna be stronger like i hate that our children have to go through all this but and hear it and yeah. see and understand it and they're talking to a law guardian but but it's you're gonna be life. stronger and 
Kenny's going to be stronger. Zoe's going to be stronger. You are stronger. Your children will be stronger. Yeah. Like, because they have you. Well, it doesn't strong. not suck. You it, know what I'm saying? It, it, it sucks. It sucks. Fucking sucks. It blows. I, I have, I'll say it for myself too, like, I have dealt with a lot of hardship. And I do say, like, I have a lot of wisdom and a lot of strength yeah. because of that. I've leaned into it. I might have not coped the best way. But you've but learned from that so you learned. can help the next person yes. in coping a better yes. way. And when you're talking about acceptance, um, I'm mm-hmm. glad you said that because we were talking about acceptance and forgiveness. When you talk about acceptance, it's not saying like, oh, I'm good, right? No. We accepted the death, or we accepted this loss, or yes. we accepted that we know life has changed, it's not going back. Yeah. We've accepted that this is the new norm. That's yeah. what we're talking about the pandemic, we're talking about those five stages. We've ex- and, and that, like, remember, remember during the pandemic when yeah. there was all these phases, and it, it's just, acceptance takes its own form yes. and different for everyone. But it doesn't necessarily say, like, I'm okay, because right. I'm still fucking hurting. Well, well, so acceptance, for me, for acceptance is me, my, my eyes are wide open. Mm, yeah. I see everything around me. I, mm-hmm. I, I see things are brighter colors. Things smell differently. Like, mm. like everything is, is, I've accepted that this is my journey now. Mm-hmm. I'm on a different part of my journey. Mm. That's acceptance to me. And finding beauty, like you just said, your eyes are open. Like, finding beauty in so many other things and feeling grateful, grateful. for life. It, it really just from a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that enough mm-hmm. I am so fucking grateful I get to wake up every mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. we all have our shit I mean we all have our shit mm-hmm. but I don't take that for granted yeah I don't I look around and I, I I wake up every day and, and I I like yeah okay we're in upstate New York mm-hmm. it's gonna snow mm-hmm. to me it's very serene I'm like wow I, I'm, I'm just grateful I get to yeah. I get to just fucking hang out in the snow with my kids like yeah. And that I, takes I work. It, it's work. Yeah, that does. It takes so it's much years. work. I'm almost six years yes. in from this traumatic yes. loss, and it's, and it's an everyday working. Being on it. patient with this process. Yeah, it's patience, and we with live yourself. in a world with yourself. With yourself. We yeah. live in a world of instant gratification, and yeah. we have talked about this. And I put on my story the other day is just being patient. I it is. That's, that's a very hard skill for me with everything in life. And I at being in my situation with a blended family and dealing, it's yeah. really learned so much patience. I have more patience professionally than I do personally yeah. in life. But that's, you know, that's where, because I've worked on it more. So you have to work on it. You have to find resources. And this is, there's so much out there. I there mean, is. if people don't want to see a therapist, Type in your Spotify or your Apple podcast, grieving or loss. Like, there is so much. There's books. The Five Stages of Grief, um, it was, I don't know who it was. It was a book written by, I'm not sure, but but that's, they're, um, depends, they're on Audible. Like, you know, there's, and there's so many people who, want to help each oh my other God, fucking call There's, me just call just throw me up call. the phone i'm not gonna charge y'all right. just you never know text. until you ask and that's a thing too i always say it that starts with a conversation it i see this all the time we yeah. have to have conversations mm-hmm. you will you you won't know shit until you open your mouth and yeah. say it yeah like have a conversation mm-hmm. and for me like i think me being right here in this moment is the ultimate acceptance because yeah. i am now able to help people in, mm. in the situation i was in 
I can yeah. be. Talk about what you're doing while we're watching. Like, it's plug myself. Right? Yeah, plug yourself right now. <laughs> and this is another reason why I wanted to bring Dawn because she has grown so much. Where it's so Ooh. inspiring and impacting more people out there now. You tell tell us what you have, what you've transitioned. Yeah. So I mean, because having five kids wasn't enough, I thought let me be a business owner because <laughs> that's what I did. So I became a nurse coach and. As an, I'm a registered nurse with a BSN. Um, I'm also a Reiki master. I don't know if people know that about me, but mm. I became a nurse coach because this allowed me in this position. So I say nurse coach. I just don't coach nurses. Sometimes people don't know what that is. It's very new. Um, similar to a, a a wellness holistic coach, a life coach, a health advocate coach. It's kind of the same same uh, realm. Um, but what I do is, you know, I take the time to have a to speak to somebody and we collaborate together we mm-hmm. work towards whatever it is they're working through and we take now we, we we head to the future we're not sitting in the past we're not we're not take making excuses for what could have should have would have been mm-hmm. we're not um we're not doing that we're we're gonna know that you're a hundred fucking percent capable to mm-hmm. do whatever it is you want to do and um yeah. as a nurse coach i this is such a like and, and i i I say it all like that's like on repeat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so thankful because this helps me heal too. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the biggest part of healing through grief is being that I get to help other people heal, heal through their grief. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to, to be that person for them to lean in on, mm-hmm. like to just be like, I don't know what to do. And I'm yeah. like, Hey, you know what? It's fine. We'll figure it out together. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I'm a nurse coach and it's something that I've worked very hard at and that, I get to now in this capacity help people. I don't want to see them in the hospital mm-hmm. because you better believe your physical, like all of this stuff, this mm-hmm. trauma and the, the undealt with unhealing and the grief that you've held on to, mm-hmm. that will physically manifest mm-hmm. over time. Yeah. That will absolutely, I've seen it. I've been a nurse for 20 fucking years. Mm-hmm. I've seen it time and time again. Mm-hmm. That's why this is so important. That's why I wanted to do this. Dawn, when she'll be in class, she'll come over to me and be like, <laughs> your, aunt, your aunt is right next to you. She's watching. <laughs> She's above you. Like she, or, or if like you know, yeah. like you can tell if something's going wrong with me, and you're like, I, what, what is it? Say? Tell me. Yeah. And then we're in the bathroom for 20 minutes talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's but fine. she does it to other people too. What did you say to Joe oh, one time? his aunt. Yeah, his aunt. So, oh, his aunt. Yes. His aunt. So I have, this God, is- God, has, God has really made my eyes wide open. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, he shoved it right in my face. So after the loss of, so I, I am remarried and I have to just plug my husband, Joe. He has been absolutely fucking amazing. Mm. He's my rock. Yeah. This is where I'm going to get emotional because he allows myself and my children to grieve mm. any way we see fit, mm. and he supports that. So I have to absolutely, I am utterly so grateful for mm. him because it, it takes one hell of a man to do that. I would tell oh, yeah. you, three kids in and widow, and here I come with my personality. <laughs> That's a strong fucking man. <laughs> so yes. in between the time of his death and our, Jonah, our daughter Gracie, um, there were some... We'll just say God had let me see in a little bit more mm. of the, the spiritual side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friend teased me. They're like, oh, you have a crystal ball. I'm like, yeah, right in my back pocket. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I'm I'm very in tune. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, as a Reiki, I did that selfishly. I became a Reiki master because I, I say it. I it did selfishly, so it helped me heal. Mm-hmm. But it, it allows me to really see people at their core um, and you know, I'm very intuitively pulled, but I also think a lot of nurses are like, I think, 
this has always been a part of me, and now it's just exacerbated. I yeah. get to I get to dive in a little bit more. You can do on your terms. On my terms. Yes, and yeah. it's like people choose you. Yeah. You know, and at the same time. Because I choose myself. Yes, yes. I, I put myself as a priority. Mm-hmm. With all the kids and the bullshit and the grieving, is, is you have to. You will never, ever walk through your life feeling a sense of contentment and true happiness if you don't choose yourself. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, and you've been the epitome, the example of strength, of light, of just influence. And I want, I really hope our message, your message, just hearing your voice can impact one person, two person. It, you like, it's, yeah. I'm so grateful for your friendship and your guidance and your mentorship and for just trusting in us and our community to, to, you know, to, to lean, to help lean in with each other, yeah. you know, um, I love you so freaking well, this much. This is where you're gonna be. I held it in <laughs> this whole fucking time. I love you guys, I love and you and I so much. That's why what you're doing with these podcast, like that we have the technology, like the abilities to do this mm. and really put it out there. This yeah. means so much to yeah. so many people that are hurting, mm-hmm. and I I mean it when I I tell everybody. Like, please call me, throw me a text. We're, we're going to get it. And we're going to put your information all on the podcast. When we post it yeah. up, it's going to be underneath. And um, we're going to put more resources out there for yeah. you. And please, guys, sure. just like Dawn said, do not. And she means it. Do not. Don't hesitate. make me follow you at this yeah. gym. Yeah, if I see you in this class <laughs> and I'm pulled to talk to you, it's going to happen. She'll just be let pulled. She'll just... let you know. <laughs> I'm very quiet. <laughs> You're the perfect person to come on here and talk because, like you said, the the dark, dry humor candy appreciates pre- appreciates that. Oh too. God bless she her! Does. I told like this yeah. is a rotisserie chicken. I go, well, if you know, you're gonna need all the toilet paper keeping all that rotisserie chicken. And <laughs> feel free if you want one of my air mattresses to beat the shit out of. I got plenty of them still stocked. So. Oh God! You have to. You have to. Yeah. For me, you have to find it again. It's mm-hmm. the light and the dark. And mm-hmm. if you don't laugh about shit, man, yeah. that'll catch up to you. And that's quick. the thing, Dave with a sh- with a shit talker. Like he was. Well, that's why always. he was hysterical. Yeah. Yes. So, that's the legacy, right? right? It is. That's his legacy. It is. It is. So again, guys, we're here for you, and awesome. we value so much of what you have given and done. For the Simon family, we're going to be having a benefit, most likely in March. We'll put the more information out there. Um, the t-shirts are going to be fantastic. <laughs> They're coming out. And uh, again, thank you so much for all your support, all your love. Dawn, thank you for coming thank on. You. And if you ever need anything, yeah. um, reach out to Dawn, reach out to us. And um, don't forget about Ra, because she loves that. She loves, putting love on that. she loves putting on that therapy hat. <laughs> she really does. I did get her to cry the other day. So. You did? Yeah, we cried. Wow. She hugged me and she's like, that's it. But oh, that's the thing sorry. too, because don't forget about those people who always help people yeah. because they I'm need like, help too. They need help too. Yes, so give her a hug, guys. <laughs> All right. All right. We love you. Until then, power to the people.